0: Betches Media presents.
1: Ha ha! Laugh funny.
0: Mention it
2: all. A Bravo by Betches podcast.
3: We don't say that, but now we said it
2: with Dylan Hafer.
3: Who oh, gonna check me, bro?
2: And Barry Rosenfeld. I
3: need right. to start drinking alcohol now. Go to sleep, we.
0: Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Mention It All podcast. I'm Dylan Hafer, and I'm Barry Rosenfeld. It is, fr- Friday. it is Friday. We made it. We. It has been a week, both, I would say, in the real world and in the Bravo world. Um, we almost forgot yesterday to mention the news that Dorinda is not <laughs> returning to Housewives. But, but we did. <laughs> we have lots of Dorinda stuff to talk about today, so I feel like we're going to make up for it. Mm-hmm. Um, we also, at the end of the episode today, have an interview with new housewife of Potomac, Dr. Wendy Acefo. We talk about joining the housewives, balancing housewives with being a badass political commentator. Um, Wendy is, she's so impressive.
1: Yeah, she was a lovely woman to speak with. I I felt like like I was talking to her, but also being educated.
0: That's like, it's such an easy thing to say. She's impressive. She has her degrees, whatever. But she's such a, she's just such a, like engaging speaker yeah we were sitting on the zoom with her yeah and I really did feel like I was listening to you know somebody that would be on MSNBC or something (laughs) explaining a complicated issue even when she's talking about you know her dynamic with the group so that's a fun interview I encourage you guys to stick with it and keep listening first Should we talk about Million Dollar Listing just quickly?
1: Yeah. I feel like this week in general for Bravo was like, you know, a little weak sauce, but it's fine. We need those weeks
0: every now and again. But Million Dollar Listing. Yeah, go ahead. Beverly Hills was like taking all the energy this week. Yeah. So (laughs) then all the other shows kind of had to have like, (sighs) just like their chill episodes.
1: I know. It's like, you guys can't all have your turn. Like, you need to just like wait in line, but- um, million-dollar listing this week. Shall we mention it? <laughs> Guys, <laughs> I, I have a list of, like, five superstar celebrities. So I'll name at a different time. But this person, who is my favorite, who went even before quarantine, I've talked about her all of the time that all of my coworkers would be like, okay, we get it, Barry. Camille yes. Kostek is literally one of my favorite people. She was on this episode because... I will say that the listing Josh Altman had, they did something very interesting and they made it like influencer-esque, which is very shocking to see in this world because of the money that's involved in these houses. And that was the look they were going for. It was it was interesting right. to see.
0: It's, it's strange because, so this house, they wanted to list it for like $48 million, which is a lot of money. I mean, I guess. No, I'm
1: kidding.
0: (laughs) The thing that's funny about influencers is that, you know, if you're somebody who has a few hundred thousand followers on Instagram and is maybe doing some sponsored posts and stuff, it's like you're making enough money where you can buy yourself a Prada bag and probably have a nice apartment and whatever. Like, you're – I mean, you're making money, but those people are not hundred millionaires. Correct. And so – you know, obviously the point of having them in the house was to post pictures and get people's attention. But it's funny because compare that to when you have a broker's open or kind of like an exclusive event for like top buyers. It's a very different crowd when it's a lot of girls wearing like hot outfits, taking pictures.
1: Yeah, and they were like, right, guys, are you sure you're putting this on Instagram? Are you documenting it? Like they, they, they paired up with a vitamin water type protein drink i was they were hitting all these people but you're right it wasn't like a 10 million dollar house elon the developer wanted to list it at 60 million dollars josh altman lowered it to 48 it, which was generous i was like 60 million dollars is so much money but anyway let's get back to camille camille and really is quickly squirt- yeah it
0: actually reminded me of selling sunset that 40 million dollar house i felt like yes. it was kind of like similar vibes
1: yes it We should also talk about songs on set, but um, (laughs) Camille is a Sports Illustrated model, and I just have to say that I have followed this girl, and also Rob Gronkowski's- Rob Gronkowski's Ugh. Rob Gronkowski's uh. girlfriend Gronk also known as Gronk and I have been following her journey since before she was even verified on Instagram before she was a sports illustrated model I don't know where I saw her I just like fell in love with her I love her then she reposted my story and Dylan noticed how happy I was and I almost fainted anyway
0: <laughs> you, were so, like, you were like I'm so glad you know that I care about her I'm like Barry I've listened to you talk about this woman <laughs> that I know nothing about for like a year and a half. She's just a super genuine person. I don't even know her. I don't know her. I think like last year, maybe she was on the cover of Sports Illustrated Swimsuit and you were like, you were like a proud mother that day in the
2: office. (laughs)
1: Like, it was amazing. But yeah, this house was like insane. Like, they were like, young girls. It was, I don't like seeing that, even though this is kind of like our job too. So I can't say I don't like it, but it's so like crazy to see that this is the way of the world. It's like, I can't get used to that.
0: There's a big difference between inviting people to an event and hoping that it gets, you know, blown up and walking around the party and going, you're posting on Instagram, right? Have you posted? (laughs) Hope you're posted. Don't forget the hashtag. It's like, There was a hashtag
1: for this house. There was a hashtag for it. But it's crazy because going back to Elon, who we both agree is like, Super cute. But he, the money and thought, more so the thought that these developers put into these homes, they put their Mm -hmm. blood, sweat, tears, everything into them, and just pick a number that they want to sell it for. And that's where you bring in these agents where they like, they bring them back down to earth. And they're like, yes, yeah, so you have to look at other things like the surrounding houses right. and the areas and if this is desirable. So it's very interesting always for me to see the business side of this because it, of course you want to be like, I want to sell the, build and sell this for a hundred million dollars. And they're like, okay, that's not how it works. It's not like a, you know, it's not a game. Yeah. It was
0: also, we saw last night um, some of the wildfire devastation, Mm -hmm. which is really tough. I mean, we've also seen that, we saw that last season on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Um, And it's, you know, it's just crazy because stuff like that just happens. And it's, I mean, there are fires right now in California that are really bad. And, you know, it's one thing to to hear about it on the news, but to see them going into like a specific person's house that they had done all this work on and it's just gone. And, you know, he's going through how much he spent on the land, how much he spent on the renovations. And he doesn't even know if he's going to get his insurance money. It's great. It's, it's crazy Cause already this high stakes, you know, high end real estate is so the, you know, the prices are crazy and all of this stuff and, then, when you put in something like a natural disaster like that, it's like, oh my
1: God. Yeah, because you do obviously account for the money you're spending. But what you're right, when a natural disaster happens, like, you know, it's funny though, not funny, but because I learn a lot from keeping up with the Kardashians years ago, when Kendall or Kylie, one of the young ones, was looking to buy a house, one of the older sisters was like, because they live in California. So they were like, do you have like, um, Earthquake insurance? insurance. Do you have all this insurance? And I was like, it's crazy that different parts of the country have to worry about different things. Yes, like it's
0: it's fun. So, like this week, there have been hurricanes in on the Gulf Coast, and we were talking about this in one of our work Slack channels. I went to school in New Orleans at Tulane, and the school requires everyone to have a hurricane evacuation plan on file with the school. And it's just, depending on where you live and what the circumstances are, there's stuff that you just never even consider. And like wildfire insurance is not something I would ever think of, but- Right,
1: yeah. yeah. I And of, as long as we're going down memory lane and talking about mother nature, <laughs> I went to school in the Adirondacks and the snow and the cold up there, the winters were really bad that we got an eight week long winter break in December because we couldn't physically be up there Dirt in wow. school.
0: Yeah. We had very freezing. different college experiences, <laughs> I would say. <laughs> we, got, yes. we got snow days once because it went below <laughs> freezing for like 10 minutes.
1: I had to have use a shovel to find my car to poke it and be like, Hello. okay, just wanted to make sure you're here, but whatever, it's fine. Um, wow. Yeah, so Let's, let us know if you guys have any interest in weather. Like, we can talk about weather. Lo- this is weather, not a weather
0: podcast, whatever. but, you know, we... <laughs> we contain multitudes. Let's get into Roni because I feel like we just need to discuss some of these things. Namely, what the fuck happened to make Ramona hate Elise so much?
1: Wait, like, it almost got like physical. I
0: was like, women, calm down. I was texting with, I was, it was in a group text last night and we were talking, people were like, what's your opinion of Elise? And I was like, I feel like, there must have been something that we didn't see because it went from Ramona's birthday party where obviously they were having tension. Ramona was kind of like devaluing Elise's friendship, whatever, but that was the last we heard from her. And then all of a sudden to go to this week when Ramona doesn't even want to acknowledge that Elise exists and she calls her- Oh, I have it right here.
1: I have it right here. I have it literally pulled up because I can't pronounce half of what Elise said. She said, you are a duplicitous. Duplicitous. Duplicitous, nefarious, narcissistic, (laughs) superficial bitch. I was laughing so hard that I put that on my story. I'm sorry I'm humble bragging today, but Elise also was DMing me last night. Yes, Elise, because I (laughs) want her on the show. I thought that was the best scene I've ever seen. Who has those words just waiting to spit out?
0: duplicitous, nefarious, like, and then it's funny because even (laughs) before the party, Ramona and Luann meet and she's talking about Elise and she says multiple times that she's not a girl's girl. She calls her a friend jumper. She says she's manipulative. She says that Elise disgusts her. And it's like, we, I understand why they are not close But we did not see anything on the show that would lead to that level of hatred between the two of them.
1: But I often wonder when things like this happened, do we not see this? Because there, like, Elise isn't on, like, a housewife. So it's, you know what I mean? And I'm like, get her on the show. I want to see this. It involves a housewife.
0: Right. That was kind of, the whole thing this season with Elise is that, like, she kind of was in and out of the picture, but never really... She wasn't really having her own scenes. And so, you know, if she just called Ramona or something, that wouldn't necessarily yeah. be filmed. But it's – Leah's party is kind of interesting all around. It's at this underground yeah. bar that I had I never seen. It looked cool. I've never heard
1: of. it. Did, wait, can we all talk about how Leah said Ramona told her she wasn't allowed to invite Elise to the party?
0: Oh, my God. I, what? Ramona,
2: Pardon
0: me? So <laughs> – None of these, none of these women are prepared to be at a streetwear party. Most of all, Dorinda, who walks in first, and every time somebody shows up to the party, she cannot stop talking about what people are wearing, to the point where it's just rude and overkill. Also, dude, have
1: you never, you don't know what streetwear is. Like it's, it's, it's really, it's not even la- It's a simple concept. Like it's not. Right. It's one thing if that's understand.
0: not it's one thing if she's if she made a comment that was like, Oh, I feel overdressed, but it's like to continuously be like, These people are in their pajamas, why yes. are they wearing sweatpants? Why are they wearing t shirts? Blah 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 blah. It's like that is the kind of party you are at. And as a massive streetwear fan, I was almost offended, but not really. It's but not like these people y- showed up in sweatpants to a charity gala and
1: because they were lazy like that was the vibe of the party but i also speaking of the woman walking in sonia girl it was like her runway i was like oh my god she was like she was like don't be scared i don't bite she's like oh i love these boys and like she ran up and just gave someone a hug like she was like in her
0: element the first thing she said when she walked in was hot guys
2: (laughs) (laughs) i just want to party with her she's
0: just excited to be at a party with some people that have pulses at this point Uh, (laughs) after Ramona's birthday and then spending like a week in Mexico with all of these menopausal women, Sonia is ready to get it on. Um, Then, so the Ramona and Elise stuff goes down. We duplicitous bitch and all of that. And Ramona leaves the party. Leah tried to chase her out of the party. I actually was, I was no, not Im- to
1: chase her out of not the party.
0: To ch- <laughs> not to chase, but to she tried to catch to get her to stay. Yes. I was yeah. actually impressed that Leah gave a shit about getting Ramona to stay because Ramona has not been that great to Leah either. That
1: just shows that Leah's a bigger person in these situations. Like, it was her night. It was her, like, she was didn't right. want drama. But did you think so? Ramona was just like, perfect excuse for me to leave and go to Omar's.
0: Oh, for sure. Ramona, like... Obviously, I I understand that in the moment she wanted to get away from Elise, but also she never intends to stay that long at these parties.
1: No. no.
0: Leah's speech was was so rude. Leah and her mom both gave nice speeches, though. Bunny is so cute. I just she's she's the best.
1: I know, and Leah gave 15% of her company to her sister Sarah, which I was like, (laughs) woohoo! I was like, And then later she said
0: that it was not binding, so (laughs) unclear (laughs) whether that business, whether that check has actually been made out, but we'll see. (laughs) Every Zola wedding is as unique as the couple planning it. They've thought of everything you'll need and have built every tool to get you to I Do, including customized checklists to get you moving, keep you on track, and prepare you for what's next. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z O L A.com. Okay, so later in this episode, we see Luann is writing a book and she meets with her ghostwriter and she's talking about her relationship with her dad and all of that, which is fine, whatever. I. I feel like this episode, for me, really made it clear that Luann has nothing going on on this show. was um, like, we saw yeah. this scene about the book, and it just, nothing interested me about it. I don't care about seeing her, her new cabaret show. Watching her sing at Dorinda's party, which we'll get to, was just depressing. <laughs> it's just, I love, I love Luann, but I don't think... I don't think she's bringing anything anymore. You
1: hate to see it. You hate to see when a housewife crumbles and you're like, oh my God, is this the end? But I don't think we're there yet for Luann. But you know what's funny? I thought of last night because this woman is constantly finding a a way to sing. It totally reminded me of the book when you give a mouse a cookie, because it's like when you give Luann a microphone, (laughs)
0: <laughs> when, you give, when you give Luann a speck of attention, she will turn herself into a cabaret star right before your eyes.
1: I do have to say when Dorinda in her confessional was like making fun of her, that was so on point because she's like, Luann could be anywhere. She'd be like, she's like, are you on of yes. a happy birthday? And she just kept <laughs> going because like, she's like, oh, look like, oh, looking at this top, I can wear this top to any star. Like, oh my God, I am so good.
0: So the yeah, the second big party of this episode was Dorinda's birthday. And it was honestly, it was kind of emotional seeing this just a couple of days after the news that Dorinda is leaving the show. We see it feels like a full circle moment. I don't know. Yeah, she, it was kind of weird.
1: I'm not saying I was emotional, but it was funny that you say that like it was like it was her goodbye party.
0: Well, and in her confessional, she was saying something about how these women get along so well and they love each other and that's why they've been together for such a long time. And it's like, oh, she she didn't know then.
1: <laughs> Wish she knew then what we know now, don't she you? Invites,
0: she invites John to the party, which I thought, I didn't think it was that weird that she invited him. I thought it was a little weird that he made a speech.
1: Okay, I think I, you're right. I don't think it was... I actually don't know if it was weird because number one, we haven't seen him the entire season. We haven't heard of him the entire season at this point, they're not dating to us. And then for him to be at like such a, an event for her and to give a speech, I was like, "Eh, not, you know, not, it's not your place, but I I don't know. Like, and they're not dating right now. A lot of things are different (laughs) from present and on this show.
0: Well, I, I appreciate the fact that he's been in her life a long time and she yes. has love for him, even if they're not together. So that to me is like, okay, that warrants an invite. But for him to be standing up next to her with like his hand on her shoulder, giving the speech about how all her closest friends are there, it's like, you're not this person to her anymore. You're yeah. like that guy that I will always have a, have love for who gets to be at the party, not But you sit man. on the
1: end other end of the table. Like, so we're not like together. Also, <laughs> fashion faux pas like I'm sorry it was the first thing I noticed Hannah was wearing the jacket to the matching pants Dorinda wore last week on vacation I was like okay if it's one thing to do that but with a print and a bead situation such as this that makes such Such a statement uh, like oh my goodness (laughs) I also
0: noted the same thing in my notes I look I actually didn't have an issue with the pants when Dorinda wore them on vacation, I thought they were kind of like a fun vacation pant. But in the city, you're at this party, The it, it looks like this big oversized sweater. It's like not, not the look. Which is funny. I thought it
1: made a lot more sense for Hannah than Dorinda. But I just think I was all thrown off, maybe because the episodes were right next to each other. They were two very different places in in the planet I was like oh my but you know what if that obviously costs a lot of money in my opinion and they are getting their use and press out of it
0: (laughs) I know I hope they got those for free or like tagging the company on Instagram or something because They've gotten a lot of mileage out of that outfit.
1: Well, last week someone made a meme where those pants were legitimately the throw blanket that was on Roseanne's couch Rose- from the show Roseanne, and I was
0: like, "Oh my god, it was so accurate!" But Linda responded? She was like, "That's why I like it." Oh,
1: <laughs> that's funny. I didn't. I didn't notice that. Um. Also, what is with these women? All of a sudden, because we love a good etiquette um, lesson, not being allowed, no longer allowed to even talk about a phone at a table.
0: That was such a strange moment. So Sonia had her phone out and Dorinda was trying to get her to close her apps because her phone was dying or something. I don't, (laughs) I don't actually know. And Luann then called her out for being on her phone. And Dorinda was like, I'm not on the phone. I'm helping her close her apps. And it's like, what are we talking about? And then all of a sudden Ramona's yelling at Dorinda to stop getting angry. And it's like, I, as much as I love these women for the most part, I feel strongly that they are in desperate need of an actual storyline. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. We just
0: see, we see, so it's Luann singing again, Dorinda yelling again, Ramona yelling at Dorinda for yelling, and Sonia just kind of being clueless. Like, I love them. And I, I, it's not that I don't enjoy it, but it's like, there's nothing actually happening right now. I know. I
1: got a text this morning, an anonymous text, that from someone that feels this needs a recast. And again, they need, a lot of people are saying Leah needs to bring on some friends to the show. And I think that's where we're, we're going to see a little bit of a turn.
0: I think. I think so. So, right, I mean, if you look at it right now, bef- before we do our, our number one Bravo Lebs, we have five people and they're Mm -hmm. getting rid of Dorinda, so that leaves you with four. If the four of them are staying, I imagine they'll cast two new people at least. Mm -hmm. And I would just assume and hope that those will be people kind of more on Leah's playing field in terms of age, life situation kind of vibe. And that actually, I wish they would have gotten rid of probably Ramona, maybe Luann, I don't know. I wish they would have done more in terms of mixing it up but at the very least i think if it's kind of like three and three of like older women younger women i don't know kind of fresher women i think that could be a really good dynamic and imagine ramona actually being like put on the defensive with like three <laughs> women calling her on her shit I'll <gasps> be everything
1: i can't wait wait guys also um dylan and i discussed this and we want to it was brought to our attention a certain podcast episode, but I thought it was oh so funny because in our Facebook group, someone asked us today if we were talking about it. And another girl said that she can't stand her voice. And I thought she was talking about me. So I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. You can't stand my voice on the podcast, but she was talking about Danielle's stuff.
0: <laughs> oh my God. Okay. If you want, okay. on If you want on Monday's episode for us to talk about Danielle's tell all about her relationship with the Andy Cohen DM us or write on Facebook or something because yeah, continue the combo because I don't know if I want to listen to it, but if you guys really want it, then we can unpack it on Monday. I would say.
1: Yeah. Because we need a, we need a weekend
0: to spread out the entire episode. (laughs) Real quick. Who's your number one Bravo lab in the group?
1: Um. Obviously, my Bravo Lab of the group this week was I just repeated that whole sentence, which I can't stand when people do. But it was the cameo from Camille. But let's give it up for Elise and her vocabulary. Are you kidding yeah. me? Blown I'm away. Say Blown Elise, away.
0: Elise did the most with the least. And if this is the last <laughs> we see of her. If it's the last we see of her, <sighs> brava.
1: <laughs> oh, that was so sad and I hope it's not. But um Don't thanks go for anywhere. listening, guys. Yeah, we have that fun interview with Wendy coming up. So stay tuned and have a great weekend.
2: HoneyLove.com slash MIA. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off HoneyLove.com slash MIA. After you purchase, they'll ask where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started, honeys. Shape your life with HoneyLove.
0: Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? Well, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Hey guys, we are now joined by a professor, political commentator, and the newest real housewife of Potomac. Please welcome Dr. Wendy Osefo. Hi, Wendy.
3: Hi, guys. Hi, this is my Zoom
0: wave. Hi.
1: <laughs> <laughs> she is waving to all of you right now. <laughs> um,
3: Dr. Wendy, how are you doing? How has doing. quarantine been? How is quarantine, everything? Quarantine, you know, outside of the fact of the reason why we are all quarantined, you know, because, you know, that's a tragedy. Um, But it's been good. It's been good as far as just having time to be around the kids. I have a newborn who is now 13 months, um, (laughs) but just seeing all of her milestones. So that has been amazing.
0: Have you guys, have you just mostly been at home with your family? Have you been able to kind of get away at all? I know it's it's weird traveling the summer, I know.
3: No, we have not been able to get away. We canceled we had a few family vacations planned, and we canceled all of them and I think as of this week, we've been canceled our winter vacation. so we are like like my kids are so bummed, but we're making the best of it, given the circumstances
0: it's It's such a strange time, but of course, we have the excitement of real housewives of Potomac to carry us Yay! through. <laughs> so i have to ask as someone with such an established career that's so different from reality tv how did the real housewives first kind of get on your radar as something you might be interested in
3: oh that's so interesting so it really happened organically i you know I am in the same social circles with some of the ladies and we sat on the board together. So we have relationships, you know, that were really just organic. And when the idea fell on my lap, I was not going to go for it at all. I was like, no, this is so different than what I've ever done. Um, But then I, you know, posed the idea to my loved ones, to my family. And everybody said yes, like no one was hesitant. Everyone said yes go for it. Absolutely. And I'm also big on YOLO. Like I feel like you only live once, right? And yes. so I did not want to be 90 years old and saying, what would have happened if? So I said, okay, YOLO. And so here I am. <laughs> I love a good YOLO moment. I really do. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um,
1: yes. I love that you, a uh, uh, decision- for you was to ask your family and see how they felt about it. I feel like we've talked to a bunch of people um, on Bravo and that has never really been one of their answers for going Mm. on their show. So I really appreciate that. But um, I know you said it happened organically, but did you happen to ever watch Real House of the Potomac or any of the other franchises before coming on?
3: So I watched Real Housewives of Potomac once I got cast on the show because I wanted to be brought up to speed, <laughs> not because it's a bad show, but just because honestly, since I'm always on TV talking politics, I always have my television on a news station because I'm always informed. And the way like that area, that field of expertise works, they can call you at the drop of a dime and they say, we want you to talk about this. So I never want to be caught flat footed. Um, But in the past, I am a fan of old school Jersey. Like Teresa to me is an icon. Like (laughs) I love old school Jersey. Um, So yeah, I have watched, some of the other franchises yeah in the past
0: I feel like it's important to kind of understand what you're getting yourself into and the group dynamics a little bit Mm because when people go on the show and they're like I had never seen an episode I'm like I don't know if I believe you
3: (laughs) no I am a researcher at heart right like uh, you know I'm, I'm a professor so you have to know what you're going into so once I got cast I was like okay season four binge watch go. And I was just like watching, 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 um, just to make sure I understood what was going on. But I will tell you this, even though I did that, nothing prepares you for this. Nothing prepares you for this at all. No.
1: I can imagine
3: that. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, I see even at
0: at ashley's dinner uh, a couple episodes ago when the conversation kind of took a turn and you could see it on your face it was like oh damn i'm here
3: <laughs> listen that dinner that dinner was my, my moment that i realized what have you gotten yourself into and i think it was the moment like there's like a meme going around of me like going like this to my hair. It was at that moment that in my head, I said, oh, shit. And were
1: probably I like, like, I wish one of my family members told me not to do this.
3: It was at that moment. And then when I said, can you pass the damn alcohol? That was the moment in my head that I said, if I'm going to do this, I cannot do it sober. So let's get this party started. So pass the alcohol. So it was just a series of emotions during that dinner for me. Oh my, oh my
0: gosh. gosh.
1: <laughs> I love that also. Dylan and I speak about you highly um on uh-huh. our episodes, but one thing I noticed that I really love is that throughout the episodes because you are new, you're one of those new housewives that kind of just like listens. You don't mm. really from what we've seen so far, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and that is mm-hmm. something I really enjoy um watching of you on it on the show because you're like, "Hmm, how can I
3: Mm-hmm. in my yeah.
1: opinion, in this situation.
3: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I did not want to be one of those people, you know, insider here. Um, I was, my biggest fear was that I would speak up and someone would say, why are you talking? Like that was like that moment. That I was like, I I don't want that to happen because then when you say, well, "Why am I talking?" Then I'm then we have to you know get into something, right? Because I never back down from anything. So um, I just really wanted to get all the information and learn what was going on, understand what was going on. So when I speak, I'm speaking from an informed place. But that stops after episode five. <laughs> <laughs> we'll
0: be we'll be waiting. I'm sure it'll be entertaining. Um. Yeah. So jumping into filming, what were your first impressions like of the women and who kind of surprised you going through the cast? Who was different than you expected?
3: Oh, wow. Okay, so everyone, you know, as far as Robin, Robin was, you know, cooler than the other side of the pillow. She's super chill. She's just so down to earth amazing. I knew Candace, so it was just, you know, a natural friendship there. Monique, I did not have any expectations of her going in except for the fact that I thought we had a lot in common. So our relationship was, you know, fine. Um, who did surprise me was definitely Ashley, because being Candice's friend, I got some primer on, you know, their backstory. And, but Candace has always told me this is my relationship with the ladies. I want you to make up your own mind. Um, But actually, when I met her, she was completely Zen. And I think it's because I met her post baby. Right. So she's, she's a different person. Um, Karen also surprised me because uh, I, when I, when I think of her and what I, think that she displays as that of you know a matriarch uh, a motherly figure and she didn't give that to me as you guys have seen from all the episodes i didn't i didn't get that side of her from karen and um giselle was very warm i didn't expect her to be i didn't expect her to be very warm but she was till today giselle has been very warm to me um i was just texting with her earlier today so those would be my three ashley karen and giselle
0: I feel like Giselle is like she wants the show to succeed and everybody to be you know doing their thing and Mm -hmm. I've met Giselle a couple times I feel like she has a very a very friendly energy.
3: She does to me. And you know what, Giselle for me, Giselle's super. And I don't know if you guys have seen this, because again, I've only caught up on season four, but Giselle is so funny to me. Like she has like this personality and I don't know if it comes through, but she just says little things that always make me laugh. Like I like Giselle. She is a true professional. She is someone who is, um, i'm glad that i not only am on the show with her but i mm-hmm. am also glad that i can call her a friend she's great oh, that's yeah so nice
1: um so speaking of ashley and having the baby um how did you feel jumping in although it was your third to filming a new show so soon after that
3: you see and so that's the thing it's so funny that you framed it that right, way right like although it was your third It was, having Cameron was the hardest of all my pregnancies. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes with motherhood, we look at women and we think of their experience based on how many children they've had. And I used to think that too, but it's, for me, it's harder with each one. Mm -hmm. And so with Cameron having her, it was so hard. I started filming my first scene, first, first, first scene was four weeks after she was born. Right? Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah, like 4 <laughs> weeks after she was born. Um I think my first all cast was probably 7 weeks after she was born. I was it was horrible, you know, in the scene in the scene that you guys see me having lunch with the girls. Now I think we're having dinner at Ashley's party. Um, mm-hmm. Like my boobs are so big because I hadn't pumped in like five hours. I'm exclusively breastfeeding. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not pumping. Um, Cause we're filming. Um, my baby, you know, is away. She was, when I had Cameron, she was healthy, but she came super early. And so she was in the NICU for nine days. I mean, And then I'm filming the show. And so I don't know that the viewers necessarily get to see that of me um, because maybe they're like, oh, it it doesn't matter. It's her third. But man, that was brutal. It was brutal for me.
1: That's actually funny. Now I'm retracting back to that question because (laughs) at that dinner, they... The women said they were kind of talking, oh, Ashley's like coming out of the house because she just had a baby, but Wendy, you're you're fine. It's your third. And I actually thought that. I was like, mm. no, but she still has a baby at home and it's sad. <laughs> so yeah. it kind of goes both ways. But yeah, I did think of that like when they
3: showed it. It does. And you know, I'm like, yeah, I'm ready, get out, I'm ready, drop it like it's yeah. hot. And so I was ready, get out, ready, drop it like it's hot. Um, but it's funny because in this upcoming episode, that's a point of contention. It's a point of contention of a new mom versus a mom who's been around the block longer and the, the, the courtesies that are afforded to them. And so, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting. I didn't, I used to think of it that way too. I'm not an angel. I used to think of it that way too, until my experiences with Cameron and I'm like, I don't think that we give mothers in general enough grace. I think that the grace is often given when you're a first time mom, you
0: know? It's fun. it's fun seeing on the show, so many of you do have young kids. You know, we've seen Monique have a baby on the show and Giselle and Robin's kids are, you know, not grown and out of the house. It's It's fun, a different dynamic from some of the other Housewives shows where most of the kids are older. It's fun mm. seeing you guys that side of you. Cause you know, mm-hmm. the, the drama and the parties and stuff can get loud, but you know, it's fun seeing the scenes. Like we just kind of got to meet your family more on mm-hmm. the most recent episode and, mm-hmm. you know, seeing you with your kids and your husband. It's so, it's just like a fresh, fresh perspective.
3: Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. And it's, it's really cool. And I love that the episode, I think it was this Sunday, episode four, where Robin's sons and my sons got to play football yes. together, and then there was an ice cream, and we didn't, we didn't call the ice cream truck. The ice cream truck really <laughs> just, just came, and it was just uh-huh. so, or it was just so organic, and it was just so like pure. That's that was the term I used. It was just such a pure scene of these boys playing football, and then the ice cream truck comes, and they run to their moms for money, and we're both scrambling, and I'm like, uh, does the ice cream truck take a, a debit card. I don't know what's going on, you know, but um, I really enjoyed that. Yeah.
0: I can so relate to uh, Robin's son wanting to get in on the gossip instead of playing football. <laughs> he
3: he so get did it so funny. He did it so smooth. He was like, yeah, I'm playing with my equipment and uh, hey, I'm just sitting in between you two and then I'm um, looking off into space and I'm like, Robin, what is happening here? It was the That's also not thing.
1: the first time he's done that. By the way, really? <laughs> really? Jillian, that's funny. Uh-huh. I thought you were going to say, because I can see myself struggling. If I see an ice cream shot, I'll be like, oh my God, do I have
3: money? Not the guy. <laughs> <Not too. laughs> Oh my god! Thank you for Robin, who did have money, because I, I, I am, I am like devoted on plastic, and so I'm just like ice cream truck. What's that? Who? Wow!
1: So
3: I think they yeah. do all take credit cards now, though. So do they? Everyone listening? Yes. Yeah.
1: No. I think it's like a thing now because they would rather do that than have this line of people not have cash on them and then oh. not have ice cream. Guys, this is a serious, serious
3: topic we need to discuss. <laughs> I hope you're that right. Don't sense. break my heart. Okay. All right. Now I know. Okay. Oh, Ooh. okay. <laughs>
1: um. So what has it been like uh-huh. talking just back to serious, juggling your first season on this show with such an important time in politics, which you are also involved in mm-hmm. and as well as in our country right now, you
3: know, it's, it's, it's interesting because it's a delicate dance right because we have the housewives and that franchise and it's usually used as an outlet right like we we don't want to watch it for serious stuff because there's so much stuff going on in the world but then in my other world i'm talking about life and death i'm talking about the pandemic i'm talking about you know the murder of george floyd i'm talking about serious things um but what i think that is really important is the fact that a lot of viewers are civic-minded and civically engaged, and there are going to be some conversations this season where we talk about voting and the importance of voting, and we get to, you know, dive into those serious things, and so I I, I actually appreciate the timing of it, that it falls right along the, you know, we're 70 days out from the election, so it falls right along that that timeline. Um, it hasn't necessarily been hard juggling the two, but I do understand that I'm dealing with two sides of, you know, my mind, so to speak, and two different, two different things. And I, I try to weave them in when possible, but keep them isolated if needed.
0: I know it's been, it's been really great this summer seeing how Bravo and a lot of networks have stepped up and really gotten involved in the conversation. Yeah, we've, we loved the Race in America special that Bravo did a few weeks ago. How important is it to you to kind of see those conversations happening in the spaces that you're involved in and joining the Bravo family.
3: It's very important. You want to know that, you know, the organization that you that you love also loves you, simply put, right, like in layman's terms, because it's not just an issue for you know, Black people. It's it's an issue for our society. We have to be better stewards. We have to be better citizens. We have to be better to each other. And so, you know, I just love the fact that Bravo is taking that step. It has taken that step, that they have made that commitment, not just to the network, but also to their talent. And so I commend them for that. Um, and And it's not a moment, right? Like that's what I said was, you know, it's not a moment, it's a movement. And that's true. And in order for something to be a movement, you have to keep the conversation going. So I applaud them for doing that.
0: Yeah, we we have been very, very happy to see it and get involved in the conversation. And, you know, it's such an important thing for all of us to be, you know, playing our part in for sure. Absolutely. Um, so we want to play a little game with you before we yes, go. Yes, I love games. Okay. We played the same game a few weeks ago with Miss Ashley. So we're excited to see how your answers line oh, up. Oh God, okay. <laughs> so we're going to ask you a range of different questions. And for each question, you're going to answer who from your fellow Real Housewives of Potomac cast you would pick for each topic. They're not super okay. hard. It's just okay. just your opinions.
3: Are you going to tell me Ashley's answers afterwards?
0: uh maybe if, if
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: okay okay, okay. we we'll yeah. see if we remember <laughs> okay.
3: yeah i don't
1: know um all right who would you take motherhood advice from
0: monique i believe ashley said uh, yeah i was also. gonna
1: say i i think that is what she said
0: um whose closet would you raid if you had the chance karen
1: I I specifically remember Ashley saying her own.
0: (laughs) Ashley did not want to choose a closet to raid. She was like, I'm good.
1: (laughs) Um, Who would you want to plan your next vacation?
3: Me, I'm really good at that stuff. You are like you're a a planner. I am a planner and I'm the life of the party. Me, absolutely. I'm so excited to see
0: you guys in Portugal. I feel like that's going to be a really fun trip.
3: It was, I love that trip. Okay. <laughs>
0: um, who would you want or trust to cook dinner for you?
3: Me. <laughs> Are you, do you cook? Are you a good cook? I'm a great cook. I'm an amazing cook, but Ooh. I would trust Giselle to make the desserts for my dinner.
0: Okay. She, did, make some did,
3: cookies. Say, oh she God, did say she's Giselle. A, she, she's a baker. She is a baker. Yep. Yeah.
0: Okay.
1: <laughs>
3: who would you take
1: relationship advice from? None of them. <laughs> <laughs> That's always my favorite
3: question.
0: <laughs> you know, get what, get what you can get. Um, who would you let decorate your house?
3: Me. <laughs> absolutely, like that, I have a knack for interior design. Like I want to start my own home essential line one day. Me, absolutely. That is very exciting. Yes, I'm
1: looking forward to that. Um, Which housewife from another city would you want to join the Potomac cast, if any?
3: You know what? Because of the news I just heard today, I would say Dorinda. (laughs) Because I'm not well, bitch.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We love Dorinda. I think she would certainly cause a stir in the Potomac cast. I'm not sure how that would go, but...
3: Yes, I love Dorinda. Yeah. Yeah. Job her. That would be and an, that would be interesting. Kind of m- <laughs> might
1: want to manifest that. I don't know.
0: <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. I like her. Okay,
0: Wendy, before we go, so we're still just getting into the season of Real Housewives of Potomac, there's lots to go. What are you looking forward to us seeing or anything that you're maybe not looking forward to us seeing that we can expect from the rest of the season?
3: Oh, man, I'm, I'm I'm excited for you guys just to see how everything unfolds. I think that with the previews, you guys have gotten like glimpses of things and you see what's to come. But I think it's important to know the backstory, how everyone reacts to it and where we go from there. And just on a personal note, I'm excited for the viewers to get to know me a little bit better, you know, um, aside from the degrees, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, just my, you know, just my family and, and how I you know, how I'm juggling motherhood or how I'm juggling my own profession. So I just hope that you guys will be able to get to see that side of me more. Well, we're very excited. So <laughs> Wendy,
1: thank you so much for joining thank us. This you. was very fun. And you hopefully so we can meet in real life one day when this is yes. all over. <laughs>
2: Absolutely. Um,
1: guys, don't forget to watch Real Houses of Potomac on Sundays at 9 p.m.
3: Yes, be there, be square. <laughs>
0: Thanks so much, Wendy.
3: (laughs) Thank you. Take care. Batches.